I'm stuck on a shelf in the closet. And the cough center says, what? <laughs> I'm stuck in the back closet on a shelf. Wait, I, am I hearing you right? I remember listening. I had to listen to the recording twice. She says, yes. So they come in and all of a sudden you can hear through the speaker this laughing. What she had done is she climbed up on a footstool to get up on the shelf and the footstool fell, but the item was still further back. So she kept inching in till she got stuck. Oh my god. And gosh. she could not move, but she had her button. Thank God. So yeah, all they did was pick her off the shelf and set her down. <laughs> I don't like the elf on the shelf, I guess, but it was uh, that's what I was thinking, life. elf on a shelf. <laughs> Welcome to Aging in Style with me, Lori Williams. I'm an optimist by nature, and I believe you can follow your dreams at any age. My grandmother's journey with dementia ignited a passion in me to work with seniors. I've spent the past 13 years learning about seniors and aging. In my mid-50s, I followed my own dream and founded my company, where I use my expertise to help seniors locate housing and resources. On this podcast, we cover all aspects of aging. Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style. A lot of times we talk about how important it is to stay home. Most seniors do want to stay in their home, but we want them to be safe at home. And so one of the things that comes up a lot are the uh, medic alert or the help I've fallen and I can't get up pendants that we all remember from those commercials. But I wanted to talk to someone who knows a lot about these types of devices and how to keep our seniors safe, whether they're in their own home or if they're in an independent living or an assisted living. So that's why we have our guest here today who knows all about these things. Um, I want y'all to welcome Bonnie Resnick-Destriol. She is the owner and president of Family Care Services, Inc. Family Care Services started in January 2003. And they provide GPS, fall alert, medical alarms, and medicine dispensers for private pay and Medicaid Star Plus and waiver programs. We'll talk more about that. In 2015, Bonnie also, she opened the um, Elderly Service Providers of Collin County, which is here in the Dallas area, which was a marketing group of senior professionals that gave back to the community. And during that, they ended up starting a foundation called Silver Roofs Foundation. It's a 501c3 group. With that group, they assist people who have exhausted other means of assistance and they do a December Senior Wish Program for seniors at risk and homeless. In December 2021, they actually granted 248 wishes to seniors. That's amazing. Family Care Services is the preferred provider of emergency response systems for Jewish Family Services since January 2020. And Bonnie has also managed the MetroCrest Services Emergency Response System Program since July 2011. Bonnie's goal is to make a difference one person at a time. So welcome, Bonnie. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad that uh, you have joined us. I've wanted to interview you for a while, so I'm glad you said yes. So I always like to ask people who work in senior living, how did you become interested in working and serving seniors? Well, for quite a while, I worked with multi-handicapped children. And everyone loves a child, no matter what their age, and mostly just how they are. And 
when you look at seniors, they're not cute and cuddly and young and growing up. They don't always feel good. They're more apt to say what they think because they've reached that age. They're not always covering. And sometimes people don't want to see them. They become invisible people. And to me, they were just as beautiful as the children. Oh, I love that. What a great passion. That's a really beautiful way to put that, Bonnie. So when you decided you wanted to work with seniors, did you immediately think medical alert systems? Is that Was that your first thing that you got into? No. <laughs> I was, Family Care Services originally was a company that provided caregivers to fourth stage cancer patients. Mm. And it was a big passion for me. However, and I did very well. In my first year for doing something like that in that business, we did extremely well, except I didn't do well. Both my parents had died of cancer and I started having night terrors. And after about eight months, my husband says, this is not working for you. You don't sleep. You are running to their homes, even though you have caregivers in them. So after the year, I let the license lapse because in the state of Texas, you have to be licensed. I kept all my clients on that were on, of course. I just refused new patients. And what I had been doing during the time when I was working with my patients, the first thing I did was to put an emergency response system in there because not all of them could afford 24 hour care, but yet. They needed the reassurance to know that if they needed someone, they weren't alone. So that went in, which kind of gave them 24-hour care because at a touch of a button, someone was there to listen. Someone could call me when I was doing the, that type of business or their sons, their daughters, or if they were on hospice, they would call hospice. So they always had someone. They were never alone. That's so that's awesome. how family care started. When I gave up the personal assistance, I then still had the emergency response. And I continued with that. And shortly, I think about probably 2004, about a year and a half in the business, I started to pick up the medicine dispensers. Uh, the reason I picked up the medicine dispensers is that I found that a lot of people would have problems or their health would decline because they couldn't remember their medicines. But not only was their health declining, their interpersonal relationships with their daughters and family. Because daughters and sons and sisters will go in there and say, why didn't you take your medicine? The medicine's sitting there. How could you forget your medicine? Did you take your medicine? So instead of coming over there, hey, let's go out to lunch, it was a battle when they walked in the door. When they had an automatic medicine dispenser, that person wasn't forgetting their medicine. Not only that, we gave them something under their control. This was something they could do, not something that everyone kept taking away from them because they weren't feeling good or they were getting older. This was theirs, and it was important to them. And when their aunt uncle, sister, daughter, son came over. It was a, hey, mom, let's go out to lunch. The fighting went away. And I, I think that's what, with technology and with these devices, what we're trying to do 
is help our seniors maintain their independence and not have those battles over medication or or whatever. So I want to talk a little more about the medication dispensers, but first I want to know more about the medical alert. I, and I don't know a lot about them in detail, and I think a lot of people listening don't either. So there's home-based medical alerts and there's mobile medical alerts. So just tell us how they work exactly. Okay, so I'm going to take you through a very brief, brief history. We all remember Help I Fall and I Can't Get Up and, and the wonderful commercials. And at that time, there were all different entities involved. And one of the most dangerous and worst emergency response systems and the cheapest was that you could program your phone number into the button. So when your mom called you, for example, it would dial you. At that time, I was still doing personal assistance programs. And so my client had one of those and and didn't want to do the other one. And so she wasn't feeling good and fell, and she pushed her button. Well, her daughter was in a meeting and looked and said, oh, mom's calling. Okay, I'm going to call her. That first call came in at about 9.15 in the morning. We weren't working that day. We were only working three days a week. So then, you know, the day goes on, she gets out of her meeting. Now, oh, she's going to call mom, but she's at lunch. She gets back from lunch. She's called a meeting. Now she has the kids. She gets them ready for dinner. She calls her mom at 8.30. Mom doesn't answer. Oh, she must be asleep. Nine o'clock in the morning, my employee walks into that home. Fortunately, she was alive. Mm, thank God. Next day, I didn't even tell him. I put my equipment in there. A week and a half later, when she came home, she had 24 hour for sure. She pushes the button. Someone would listen. Mm -hmm. So there has been a great difference in systems over the years. Right now, I have to say most emergency response systems or personal emergency response systems, like they call them, are working very well. There are about four really good call centers that almost all the emergency response systems go through. So I can't say mine is the best call center. There are many, many companies sharing those call centers. The biggest problem we had was the last week of February when AT&T 3G did go down. There were some complications with the PERS and emergency response systems as far as them reconnecting with those towers as they came down, even though they weren't 3G. But the industry as a whole came together and solved that problem. So we may be competitors, but the most important thing about this industry is we're for everybody. So right now, as far as the equipment that I have, I am working with a 4G, 5G type of equipment. You have a home-based unit. Now, a home-based unit is a unit that only works at home. So you have a, a small unit that plugs into electricity. You don't need a landline anymore because they each have their own cell chip. So they are a cell phone without a dial. Hmm. And then you have a lightweight button that you can wear around your neck or your wrist. You also have the ability to upgrade to a button that's called a fall alert. What that means is probably 86% of the time when you fall, it will detect it and automatically generate that call. So if that person forgets they're wearing that button, that's not a problem, the button sends the signal. There is a possibility if you plop in your chair, the little button may think that you fell. (laughs) But if nothing's wrong, you have the ability to tell them that you just plopped in your chair and you're fine. If the button goes off 
and you're unconscious and they talk to you through the machine and you don't answer, they will try to call you on your home or your cell phone. Of course, if you're unconscious, you're not going to answer. At that point, they will call 911 to do a wellness check. Now, people say, well, what happens if we don't hear them or something happens? Well, that's okay. There are times where many of our seniors, because they're hard of hearing or they just like the TV loud, will push their button by accident. They're playing with it or they're in the bathroom. They don't realize it was dangling and hit the toilet and went off. (laughs) Uh, if the ambulance come, most 911 services, if it is non-medical and not a regular thing where you're pushing it every day or every three hours, they would rather come out and make sure that you are well than not come out and you aren't. So you should never worry about it. If you press it by accident, just tell them you're testing. If it goes off by accident and you can't stop it, just say hello to the nice 911 and be on their way. You actually made their day because they got there and you were okay. Yeah, absolutely. Just to be clear, so they talk to them through the speaker. So say you press it, you're not feeling well, maybe you're, you think you're having a heart attack or something, and they say, Miss so-and-so, are you okay? And they just hear it through the speaker, and then they say it's no. It's a two-way. It's two-way, okay. It's a two-way. So when you call, let's say you call and you're testing, you say... I'm testing. They'll always confirm your address. They always ask twice in case you're being held under duress. Mm, okay. So if you fall and you say, I'm not hurt, can you just call my daughter? They will call the daughter. But if the daughter's an hour away, they're going to tell the daughter they're going to call 911 because mm-hmm. we do not want to leave that person on the floor. No. If you fall and you say, I think I'm having a heart attack or I'm bleeding, they're going to call 911. Then your daughter. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so they, they are always listening. And it, each case is different. The call center wants everyone to feel comfortable to push that button. We have people with night terrors that can push them three or four times during the night just to make sure somebody's there. That's what they're there for. You also can use it as a personal safety device. So I have quite a few from abusive relationships that will have safe words and they'll push the button and that person will be standing there and they will say some, I can't tell you, but there'll be something that they can say that they would never know it was already passed that they're in trouble. And, wow. and they will say, oh, I'm just fine. I was playing with it. But they said that safe word in there. And then that call center does not hang up. They mm-hmm. will say, I couldn't hear that address. What was that phone number? And boom, boom, boom. The police are there. That's amazing. So it can be used in many different yeah. ways. I never knew and that, but what great. a great idea. How many people, you said that sometimes people, like if they have night terrors or maybe they're, you know, they're home alone and they're scared, they will actually like call in and just kind of talk for a few minutes with the, or you is know, that... Sometimes they do. It kind of also depends on how busy the call center is, how much Mm -hmm. time is going on. So, for example, you know, when we had the the blackouts and the snowstorms, you know, they'll check and make sure, you know, okay, are you okay? All right. I have a lot of calls tonight, but please press your button again if if Mm -hmm. you're fearful. There can be times when it might be slower and they can spend a little minutes, but it is type, it is a type of 911. 
Mm-hmm. So they can't hear about the grandkids. They can call me exactly, yeah, <laughs> and talk to me about the grandkids. Mm-hmm. But uh, the call center again, we have to respect their time because that next call could be that heart attack or mm-hmm. that stroke for that person being held hostage in their home. And when you mention it's plugged in, so it's electric. So like, is it battery backup? Yes. Like when there's a they storm? all have battery okay. backups. Okay, good. So even if someone pulls the plug, in fact, if if someone signals in and someone tries to pull the plug, EMS or the police is coming anyway. Yeah. Because they're going to try to call you. And if you don't answer that phone, they're coming Mm -hmm. (laughs) because we don't know. Yeah. Wow. That is so interesting. That's another benefit I had no idea about with these, with these systems. Now, then the other system, now that was just the home-based system. Mm-hmm. So then we have what we call the mobile system. And there's many different ones out there. The one that I'm currently favoring, you have a very easy charging system, not like one for your iPhone where you can't see to plug it in. It actually is <laughs> like a cup and you drop it in the cup. Oh, and when cool. you drop it in the cup, just in case you're not sure, it will say charging. I like that. So it'll let you know you got it in there correctly. And then it'll tell you it's ready because this device now with that mobile button is the base station. And you get to wear a very lightweight button either around your neck, around your wrist, for in your home that's completely waterproof. When you leave your home, my suggestion to most people, if they're not going to put that base button in their purse or the guys clip them on their belt, and they want to wear that around their neck to put the little button next to the charging station. So when they come into the house, they'll see it. They'll put that little button back on and the bigger button in the charging station. Mm -hmm. They like that because a lot of my clients are using public transportation, for example, in Dallas, or they're still driving And they want to know that wherever they are, they can press the button, which means, yes, if they go into the hospital for overnight, they can bring their button because that button has a charge and they can still push the button, which is great because they push the button and they say, I push the button for my nurse and they're not here. So I'm calling you. (laughs) How funny. And how long does hospitals get there much faster when they know my client has their button with them? I bet they do. How long does it stay charged? On this one, this particular one, which is a dual set with it, Mm -hmm. and it has the GPS saves charge four to five days. Because when you have the GPS fall detection in those buttons, they're constantly on. Mm -hmm. Now, we have other buttons that will keep that charge for 30 days, but they're what we call, I call it passive GPS. It only finds you once you press the button Mm -hmm. and then it comes on. And that's why that battery is able to last that 30 days. Okay, so you have to press the button press to, for them to find. Okay, so not like like Life three hundred and sixty. When my daughter went off to college, we all put that on our phone so we could track her, and we're mm-hmm. like tracking her all the time. Not really, Abby. We're not really tracking you, <laughs> but that one is is not passive. That's always on. But mm-hmm. this one is just you press the button, and then you can right. find where they are so if you're concerned. This one is eventually going to have an app on the telephone. I I am waiting for them to have it finally developed. So anyone who has this, and I had it once before a few years ago. It was very popular. Okay, funny story. (laughs) 
<laughs> so of course, every time someone logs into the button, it takes a little bit more battery. So this particular family in our industry, I won't tell you who it was. <laughs> she had a large family of six brothers and sisters. Now, the mom, of course, didn't know anyone could do that. And they were constantly during the day tagging mom. <laughs> so the client's daughter says, honey, I don't understand it. She has to charge it every day. And I, go, and I look in there, I said, I know why she has to charge it every day. Cut it out. Because they were all <laughs> checking on her all day long. Yes. <laughs> Poor lady. So they, they worked it out that uh, they, they knew they could do it, but I don't know how they worked it out, but all of a sudden that button was lasting six days instead of 12 hours. So That's yeah, it was hilarious. kind of cute. And <laughs> probably would have worn off. You know, when you first mm-hmm. get a new toy at Christmas or Hanukkah, and you're always playing with it. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, it kind of sits in the corner. And I think that's how that happened, too. Yeah, probably so. That's really funny. So do you have people that do, do they do both a home-based and a mobile alert? Or do they just well, do one? This one, our mobile one, is the home-based. Okay. Uh, if they're hard of hearing, though, they have to go with the home base uh, it, because you're, it's just like with a cell phone, it's small and the speaker can only go so high. With the mobile base unit, it has a larger audio unit in it because it's bigger. It's mm-hmm. like six by six inches, whereas the mobile button is one and a half by two. There's yeah. only so much projection we can have on the audio, mm-hmm. but I can hear it. They can call me and test with me, and I can hear it on my side of the phone. So it isn't that it's quiet. Mm-hmm. You can hear it very well, but not the same as if you were having hearing problems. You probably want the home base. Okay. And that's why there's choices. Yeah. Yeah. Find the right thing. I think it's so important to have these because, of course, as we know, and we've said this on the show many times, the biggest risk for seniors after age 65 is falling. And, you know, you don't want to lay there the longer you lay there without someone finding you, obviously the worse it is. So um, I remember at some of the meetings, you used to fall for people. Do you still fall for people? <laughs> she would show how to fall and get up, fall properly and then get up the right way. <laughs> I did that until COVID. Yeah. I would go into many, many of the uh, independent mm-hmm. buildings and assisted buildings and I would teach them how to get up from a fall and they enjoyed it. And they actually used it. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. A lot of the buildings would call me in to talk to seniors after there had been an incident. Because no one plans for an accident. That's why it's an accident. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the most dangerous place on earth is your home. No one's there. You slip and hit your head. No one knows it. You fall and slip in the bathtub. No one knows it. And if no one knows it and no one's coming, that is how these unfortunate incidents happen. I can tell you a funny story since I just told you not so funny. I had a lovely client. All my clients are lovely. Anyway, she pushes the button and calls the call center. And the call center says, hello, do you need help? She says, yes, I'm stuck on a shelf in the closet. And the call center says, what? <laughs> I'm stuck in the back closet on a shelf. 
Wait, am I hearing you right? I remember listening. I had to listen to the recording twice. She says, yes, please call them. So they come in and all of a sudden you can hear through the speaker this laughing. What she had done is she climbed up on a footstool Mm -hmm. to get up on the shelf and the footstool fell, but the item was still further back. So she kept inching in till she got stuck. Oh my God. And she could not move, but she had her button. Thank God. (laughs) So yeah, all they did was pick her off the shelf and set her down. (laughs) Kind of like the elf on the shelf, I guess. But it was that's what I was thinking, elf on a shelf. (laughs) But if she hadn't had her button, we wouldn't be left. Mm -mm. Absolutely not. Oh my gosh. Well, there's a good reason to have it. I mean, I have no idea how much these things cost. So how are they priced? Every company has their own pricing. So I can't really tell you what the price should be because each item comes. Some people have menus. So I don't have menus. When you do work with me on a service, it is one price. And that includes all the services. So what I advise is when anybody ever calls a company, ask them, maybe they run this ad for $29.95, for example. So you ask them, what is included in that $29.95? Well, if I wanted to upgrade and always say that, because what they may be telling you for the $29.95, you may think already is covering something. So if you tell them, okay, well, what happens if I want to upgrade? Then you find out what you're missing with that company. Hmm. And that gives you a good idea of what you need and what you'll be looking at. Never, ever sign a contract. In the industry, it should always be month to month. We're aging in place. And I hate to tell you that we don't get younger. So where you are now may not be where you are later. And there's no reason why you should be locked into a contract as your normal life changes. So should that. Good to know. And that is such a good tip. I had no idea. So month to month. And then it's like you're paying monthly monitoring like you do, like your home security system, basically. Correct. Okay. Very good. Good to know. Okay. Now tell us a little more about medication dispensers. We talked about that earlier, but tell us how those work. And I know there's a bunch of different types, but there's a certain type you like, I believe. Okay, so I have been doing medicine dispensers a long, long time. And my most favorite, favorite, favorite machine is no longer available because it didn't make the jump from landlines to cellular. But when you look at a medicine dispenser, the one I favor and the one my company uses, and we have used MedReady since 2005. They're a fabulous company. Their owners are over the top. They're the most wonderful people. They back their equipment. They are always there for you. So MedReady to me is my top, top, top. What I like about MedReady, number one, is you can't see the pills. People have a feeling as they look at pills, they look at the color, they look at the size. It makes them more anxious. Did I take them? Am I supposed to take red? Oh, they have red and blue. Maybe I shouldn't be taking the red and blue ones. So you don't want them looking at their pills. Mm-hmm. You only want them to have access to the medicine when it's due. So with MedReady, when it's time to take the medicine, there is an alarm. And in order to shut off the alarm, you have to push the door open. 
Otherwise, it keeps ringing. When you push the door open, there's just those pills due at that time. So you scoop them up, you take them. And a half an hour later, I wonder if I took my medicine. So you go and you push the door. There's no medicine. So you cannot overdose. It is locked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two hours later, you, you can do the same thing. But nobody knows it. This is just between you and the machine. Mm-hmm. And then the next time your medicine is due, it beeps again. It turns and that medicine's there. Now, if you don't open the door, there's a certain time. Usually I put it at 20 minutes. And then it will call you to say you haven't taken your medicine. And it will call whoever is the responder, the daughter, the medic, med aide, whoever's there, because maybe something's happened and that's why you haven't gotten up to take your medicine. So we do have that. Sometimes it'll call and they'll be, oh, I was talking with my friends at breakfast, I'm going up. Well, then we don't have to follow up because we know where they are. So, so it just calls, she calls that. their cell phone. Their, and then, yes, or whoever, they get to choose. Okay. It's all about choices. Mm-hmm. If they're cognitive enough, we want to call them first. So, it, you know, like with HIPAA, it's, it's their thing. Mm-hmm. But if they have Alzheimer's or other memory difficulties, we don't want to stress them either. So usually at that time, we'll call that caregiver, the daughter, the med aide. Mm-hmm. who will then either call them or go and check on them so that they don't feel stressed about it. Can they I set had, it up that they have them call them and only call them? Or can they always have a backup too? Because I think it's important to have that backup person. I always make a backup. Good. Yeah. I And that's another way of, in case they fell or something happened. There's another, another fail safe right there. And, and that's what I tell them. When you're dealing with medicine complications, as much as I want to believe they'll always do it, I just feel better that there's one step beyond. And usually it's pretty easy to get them to agree because they might not have the phone near them or maybe they are oversleeping or whatever. And I've never had someone say, no, don't add anybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. And then, so these types of medication dispensers, so they're like enclosed, basically. So you don't see the medicine. You just, are they like 30 days or how, how many days? Okay, it depends on the types of medicine. Mm-hmm. So with MedReady, we have 28 slots. Each slot is a dose, not a pill, a dose. So whatever they would take, for example, at 8 a.m., noon, 8 p.m. is in there. So if they take medicines once a day, That tray will dispense 28 days, twice a day, 14 days, and so forth. So, and you can get spare trays. So if they're taking it four times a day, the daughter can load two trays. She puts in one the next time she comes, she drops in the other one and she can take the other one home and fill it. You never want to leave the medicines at the person's home, or if you do, they have to be locked. Okay, good point. They may try to help you. Yeah, I knit, I didn't think of that, but that's so smart. So if it's the daughter, you fill the trays, take the meds away with you or lock them somewhere where they can't get to them. Because right. I could see, especially if there's a little dementia or something thinking, oh, I didn't take my medicine and then going and trying to find them and taking them. So yeah, that's a great point. The longest I've had someone on a medicine dispenser was 12 years. Wow. And before that, they had been in and out of the hospital about six times. 
the year before. And after that, there was never a problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was perfect for the family. He was able to live in his little house and uh, it was great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is one of those things. It's hard to remember to take medication, especially when you know, a lot of seniors are taking a lot of different meds and several times a day. So, I mean, it's hard for me just to remember to take my vitamins, you know, so I can only imagine how it is for them. How much do these types of medication dispensers typically cost, like on average? Well, so then you have some choices. You can buy them outright where you can set the ability for it to call directly to the daughter or to the nurse because it's not as important as an emergency response system. So the nurse knows if that number is showing up, it's the medicine dispenser. And I'll leave it a message to her that it is the medicine dispenser. So you always want to buy one with a modem so it has that ability to call out. However, if you do that, then you have the expense of that nurse or that person to come in and handle it. With the call center, if you just do it as a... And and I kind of sit down with the family to talk to them about expenses The one that was on for 12 years, we never thought it was going to be on for 12 years. (laughs) And so they always did the monthly payment, which is $45 a month, month to month. There are people that will spend the money for the MedReady. And I don't know right now what the pricing is from uh, MedReady because they just upped it to 4G, 5G. So I don't know what the outright purchase is. And the monitoring is $20 a month. So you save $25 a month with just the monitoring. If you're going to have it go directly to the nurse or to the daughter, then you save that money and you would just have the outright purchase of the equipment. So there are many, many options. Most of the clients that I have, all the ones I have on now are the monthly at $45 a month, uh, just because they never know when it might change. And another tidbit is, Some assisted livings, if your reason you're in assisted living is because of the medicine dispensers and you're at a certain level of care, they will allow the medicine dispenser to come in. But then when you have more assisted living services or daily living services, like they have to bathe and do other things for that person, they're going to charge you for the medicine dispenser and don't want the medicine dispenser to go away. Mm-hmm. But if it's basically that they're there because of the medicines and might need some as- assistance, such as cleaning the room, making the bed and laundry, most assisted livings will encourage the medicine dispenser because that allows that person to live there longer within their means. So if they had the medicine dispenser, let's take an example. If they had the medicine dispenser and they live at, I can't give you the names of any facilities. <laughs> But it's 2500 a month at the assisted living without any of the special services. And they bring in the medicine dispenser. Now, after two years, that now jumps up to 5000 another 2500 a month. Because now it's bathing, it's other things, and the medicine dispensers. The amount of money that they save during those two years by having the medicine dispensers allows the family to continue with the care of that person as they age and need other things, whether it's the assisted living or possible Alzheimer's or other things going on. 
Mm-hmm. And I have found that most assisted livings at this point do allow this if there's no other care they need. And we see it a lot with the the independent living communities that offer the three meals a day and everything sort of all inclusive. Because the things that we find when people need to make that move, it's that they're needing meals, they're needing socialization, and they're needing help with their medications. So to have a medication dispenser like this is is perfect. And it's going to, like you said, it's going to save them money rather than having to jump immediately go to an assisted living for care that maybe they don't need yet. You know, it, th- these are just the only things that they need at this point. We had talked earlier, and I just wanted to bring it up. And I don't know if this is for medication dispensers also, but on the medical alerts, Mostly they're, you know, they're private pay, obviously, but there are some programs like Medicaid Star Plus. Does that also cover with the medication too? Okay, so that's only going to be on the medical alerts. And if you want to just, I know there's probably a lot into that, but a quick way to say <laughs> how that program works for Medicaid. Okay, so with Medicaid, first of all, you have to go through Social Security. And once Social Security goes through your income, your income taxes, everything you own, they then are able to see if you qualify for Medicaid. Once you qualify for Medicaid, it doesn't necessarily mean that you qualify for these programs. You have to have certain health issues that you would need it. Uh, Diabetes, hypertension, uh, COPD, those almost always generate a yes for it. I see more and more of the multiple sclerosis. It used to not be that way. They could be denied, but I'm seeing more and more of the multiple sclerosis being accepted for it. Um, But you need to go to your doctor at that time to have the doctor say, yes, she would benefit from it. Yes, you live alone. So if you don't live alone, they may or may not say yes. You have to have the cognitive ability, of course, to press your button. Mm-hmm. Lots of things to go through, boxes to check, basically, to see if you would. And there's a wait list. Oh, oh, there is a wait list. Oh, there's yes. a wait list In for Dallas, everything. Dallas, it used yeah. to be three years. Wow. Um, I don't know if it's gotten any better. Okay, so if you go into a hospital and you're there for three days and you're on Medicaid Star Plus or Medicaid at least, And you're in that hospital or that facility before you discharge, that discharge manager can write the referral for the emergency response system and you become patient number one. Mm -hmm. You leave there for 10 minutes, you're at the end of the line. Wow. The reason is, is you're a more danger coming out of that hospital at that point than anybody else. So that's how you are able to get up there. Okay. So if you're in the hospital, you go to the top of the list and you get it. But if you don't take if it you're at that Medicaid, point, if, if you're, you're Medicaid, Medicaid and you will qualify for the Star Plus. Now, if you're Medicare, it doesn't help. And if you're Medicaid and you would not qualify for Star Plus, it won't help. But if you are at that cusp, yes. Okay. That is the only time that you get ahead of the line. Otherwise, you just have to wait. And it could be three years, potentially. Uh, the longest I ever heard was Dallas County. That went up to three years. I don't know where it is now. I mean, I know nothing really since 2020. Yeah. Because there used to be a time where we were out there all the time and they would let us know. 
But mm-hmm. since then, most of the people are working from home. I, of course, am getting new referrals and they'll say, oh, it's been a long time or I just got out of the hospital, but I don't know what that wait list is anymore. Mm-hmm. For the Medicaid. Okay. But I know there is one. Good to know. Okay. If someone needs help or even wants to help out, how do they contact you for that? They can always call me, but probably the best way is my email, Bonnie, B-O-N-N-I-E, at Family Care, S is in Sam, R as in Robert, V as in Victor.com. And if you're a senior in need, please reach out. If you're someone that just wants to help, I'd love to meet you. Awesome. And we will put all this information out too. We'll put it on my website too, how they can reach you as well. And getting back to medical alerts and the dispensers, you don't sell those just in Texas. You can sell them all over the US, right? Right. As long as it's in the United States. Okay. And same thing, same email address to reach you? Yes. Okay. Excellent. I, I have a website. Oh, what's your website? The website does have some needs in it. So if you resources on other things, uh, we have two uh, durable medical closets to help you if you need things. If you're in the industry, there is the newsletter that comes out weekly that'll let you know where the meetings are. If you're a professional looking for a job, you can email me and put that information in my newsletter. If you're a company looking to hire, it's the best way to reach valuable employees because they already are in your industry and it's the same place but my website is family care s r v dot com great and like i said we'll list that when you mentioned the durable medical closets tell us more about that because i don't think people understand what that is All right. Well, this is such great information. I so appreciate you coming on and sharing all of this. And and I learned a lot today too, because I, like I said, only had kind of an idea, but it's it's good to really understand in depth and know um, how to reach out to you to get more information on this. Because there's so many families, so many seniors who can benefit from what you do. And thank you so much, Bonnie, for being on the show. And as I always say, I love referrals. (laughs) That is your tagline for sure. (laughs) So hopefully we'll get you lots of referrals through here because what you're doing is, is going to keep a senior independent longer. And so that's, that's the name of the game. That's what we want to do. So thank you so much. And thank you all for listening and um, join us next week. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. 